Hey guys, Liam Duggan here, captain of the Four Wheel Drive Podcast. We're driven by the Shelter Brewing Co. and are a part of Backchat Studios. You can support us on Patreon where you can get bonus content and episodes before everybody else. Head to patreon.com forward slash the Four Wheel Drive Podcast. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. All right, welcome back to the Four Wheel Drive Podcast, driven by Shelter, Let It Ride, the Southern River Band, bringing us in once again. The Four Wheel Drive Podcast on Instagram and all our YouTube episodes over on Backchat Studios. Ronnie, mate, we're lucky enough, the third day of the Adelaide Four Wheel Drive and Adventure Show, to be joined by Bo from Outback Cleanups Australia. Mate, thanks for coming on board. One and only Bo. Cheers, mate, mate. Yeah, I'm good, mate. Good to see you again. Had a good show. Oh, yeah, great show, Liam. Nice to meet you, mate. Yeah, you too, mate. Yeah, heard lots about you, seen, uh, seen lots about you, seen what you do. Um, so we're, we're keen to do those stories. <laughs> we're keen to dive into, uh, into what you're all about, mate. But um, we'll get right into it. Uh, Outback Cleanhouse Australia, if anyone's come across your stuff before or heard about you, uh, they'll know what a, what a great job you're doing in, in Outback and in the Outback and, and obviously, uh, I suppose, the selfless role that you take out there, mate, um, yeah. in what you do. So how did it all come about? Uh, well, I've always been pretty conscious of rubbish in the bush. So I'm from Outback Australia originally. Um, parents were open miners out of Intimby. Yeah. Um, so I always had a bit of red dirt up my nose and always enjoyed, <laughs> you know, being out there with the flies and the smells and everything. Yeah. Um, as a kid, I noticed on country litter being a problem then. This is in the 90s. Uh, and I'd always been pretty conscious towards it. Clean Up Australia Day used to be way bigger back in the days right, uh, yep. um, than it is now. And, um, yeah, it sort of got me rolling. Look, we moved down to the coast. Uh, Mum wanted to get us out of the desert, you know, it wasn't really the right place to bring kids up. And we ended up coming down to South Australia and I was horrified at the coast. This is like 2000s and I'm yeah, a okay. five-year-old child. Just I'm shocked like, at the state of like... As a, just, as a five-year-old. As a five-year-old yeah, right. child, there's rubbish and stuff. And so it yeah. always been like on my mind to maybe develop and go in this direction, but I'd never really put too much into it. So I ended up uh, doing a trade in carpentry. Yep. Um, so I did an apprenticeship carpentry joinery. And unfortunately in 2016, I had a really big injury at work, really big accident. Um, had a beam dropped on me, a uh, big injury to my back, so I compressed. Right. Uh, what was it? L2, L3, that bulged. L3, L4, uh, herniated. L4, L5, crushed, wrecked the disc, Jeez. and the vertebrae are fused together. So. so, in other words, like a like a like a car wreck. Yeah. Body. Basically, yeah, yeah, completely destroyed my whole spine. So, I uh, had about a year off work with that. Um, and through that year off, I had to do heaps of rehab. So I was always yep. walking the beaches and you know just having to keep active and. Yep. I'd pick up rubbish because I was, you know, mentally pretty depressed. I was, you know, used to be able to ride bikes and do all yeah, this fun yeah. stuff and suddenly I couldn't. So yeah. 
my way of, you know, pumping my mental health and doing something constructive was to go down the beach and walk at my own pace and start picking up rubbish. And I ended up finding more and more and then getting better and better at it. And, you know, you end up honing in this iron before the first time you go down, you know, you got 10 bits of rubbish. And then next time you go down, you're coming home with 200 bits of rubbish. And I'm yeah. like, you don't get a bit of bag. And no. just sort of <laughs> got further and further. And so ended up, um, like, I, I'd go uh, from carpentry. We'd take our trailer out with all the offcuts. We'd burn all the wood, uh, you know, down to the beach and that kind of thing. No nails and nothing in it. Like, I'm pretty environmentally conscious. But then I had this empty trailer on the, on the way back. Oh, yeah. So I was like, bugger it, I'll, I'll start filling the trailer up with rubbish. And then it just sort of snowballed to, you know, now I'm bringing home half a tonne worth of rubbish every weekend. And I'm like, Jesus Christ. So I actually um, returned to work and was in another accident at work. Oh, uh, ended up getting stabbed through the face with a chisel. Uh, nearly killed me. Uh, hit the back of my brain. So it was like 65 mil penetration in oh, my yeah, skull. Uh, so they rebuilt all that. Big metal bar across under my eye socket holding that together and a big plate in my cheek and a whole heap of screws and... I didn't know there were two. I thought it was all in one. Nah, it's two separate oh, instances. Yeah. yeah, one was building townhouses for a um, a big builder in South Australia here, mm. and the other was a rain day. I was meant to go to work and decided to install a roller door on a rental property, and um, roller door sprung back. And yeah, I was holding a chisel at the same time. Wrong place, wrong time. Bloody hell, that's um... so. It's a long. Sorry, I'm, I'm answering this in a very long way. No, we love it, mate. We've got so, all the time in the world. It's quite a story. Uh, anyway, so after that injury, I spent six weeks in quarantine hospital. Signed up to his Patreon, watched everything, because I knew it, as soon as you launched YouTube, I was probably one of your first hundred subs, but you were the only information that I actually agreed with, because there was all this information <laughs> coming out, and I was just like, that doesn't make sense, that doesn't make sense. And I was like, oh, this guy, he's got a little study, you got a better beard now than you did then, mate. <laughs> <laughs> but your information's him. accurate, your information's dead accurate, and I agreed with it. And um, anyway, so while well, I had six weeks in hospital in, in my little room, quarantining, yep. Because you can't get a bone infection, they can't amputate your skull, so that, w- that wouldn't yeah, be um, ideal. <laughs> anyway, I signed up and I watched all your videos that you had up at the time. You had just launched the Amberdell trip that you did oh, years mate. ago. With, that was a good one. Yeah, it was a really good one, and well edited too. Anyway, so I went travelling and I was following Ronnie or whatnot, and you're at a Patriot camper launch. Remember yes. when I met you? Yeah, the uh, Caravan Mega Store. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So um, anyway, I'm I'm on my way back after this trip, and I've sort of found it out about cleanups on this trip because I was a bit horrified. I'd pull out of a Mexican Hat Island at um, Fowler's Bay. Oh yeah. And there's just crap it's everywhere. Australia. Just crap everywhere. And I was like, who cleans this up? Well, there's got to be an organisation that government-funded, independent. Who comes and cleans this shit yeah. up? So. Drove to Esperance, spent three days in the Esperance library, paying 20 bucks a day to use their facility. <laughs> and I was horrified. I was actually horrified and embarrassed about my country. Like, we're the sixth biggest country on the planet. We've got more coastal areas than majority of other countries. Yep. And we don't have a dedicated organisation to look after it. Like, And you're cleaning it up and you have to pay to get rid of the stuff you clean up. Yeah, which yeah. Which is just ludicrous, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, I, I was a bit embarrassed. I was like, well, I can't return to my trade. I really like, would love to, but yep. I can't return to that. I don't want to be, you know, a dull bludger for the rest of my life and whinge on income protection like that. I want to do something constructive and form a legacy if I can. Yeah, absolutely. It, so. On your way. But yeah, I was really. thinking of names and I was like, well, Outback Cleanups Australia. I'm from the Outback. Rolls off the tongue. OCA, Ocker, you know. Um, did a clean-up around WA. Uh, went into Esperance. Sorry, I'm getting really off topic here. Um, got the car stick it up. We can edit this out, gentlemen. I'm going to fumble. No, I'm loving it. Got the car stick it up at Esperance, did the trip, was coming home, saw you were launched at the thing and thought, you know what, if I can meet him, he might be able to plug me and I might actually get some funding for this yeah, or some yeah. sponsors or some, some kind of, you know, wind beneath my wings. So turned around, fang like a thousand plus case to you in a day. 
went and bought myself a pair of shorts and a top. Tried to iron on an ocker patch, didn't work. <laughs> Cut up a Cooper's box, wrote all my details on it. Walked in, walked straight up to your audience, said, G'day mate, I'm Bo, how about clean up? Rudder, rudder. here's my card, hand it on, and you plugged me on your story. And I think I had 75 followers, and that got me up to like a thousand or so. Oh wow. I got a massive big skyrocket from it. And um, then we started getting companies on board. Companies through you, like Grab Me Gear was mm. following you, and they started approaching, and so really man, you're you're a kind of a co-founder of this organisation. <laughs> I love this. Uh, and so all, you know, the effort, all the efforts from over here, mate. <laughs> yeah. But all yeah, that know. was sort of it. So got in, got in talking with Ronnie, and then um, uh, he invited me to the show. That's right. You invited me to the Sydney and Perth shows, and um, that just sort of networked us. Right. And all the other brands and companies, they were just like, "How good's this? Like, how good's this?" And they just want to back it, and yeah. just want to back it. So it, it's um, that's sort of how it snowballed into yeah, what yeah. it is. But it's at the point now where. I need more help with it. Yeah, you know okay. what I mean? Like I can't manage because all the it, because I can't manage. It's growing. It's growing, so yeah, as at an exponential as a, rate. Yeah. Mm. Um, but my thing is, I don't have the insurance because it's a quarter of a million dollars a year. Because we're Beach Bush Marine, there's so many injuries. There's vehicle rollovers, there's oh. boat rollovers, there's, you know, so snake bites. And... So for me, I can't just bring a volunteer out to help me with the thing because of my public liability. Because uh. if they injure themselves, they need a $15 million surgery, I'm liable. Right. So I, as much as I want to expand and get more people involved, I just can't. So, so it's almost hard to expand with just a volunteer base. Yes. It's almost like it'd have to be an employee paid, base. Yeah, 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 okay. place. It's all that red tape that needs money thrown at it, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's right. Just, it's, like a, it's like a paradox you're stuck in yeah. almost. Um, yeah, it's, it's a shame there's no like government fund that can sort of back that. You know, like well, the Clean yeah. Up Australia. Like. Yeah. yeah, so there is potential. And I'm, so I'm very cautious of how I set this charity up because yep. we're nationwide. It's in our constitution to be across. Yep. Beach, Bush, Marine, in every state and territory. Um, and I am actually getting managed by the federal government now. So right, bigger than a state government, it's now federal. So everything's through Canberra. And as benefit of that, we can then get our DGR status, which is a deductible gift recipient, which okay. means if you make a donation, you can then go to your account and claim it on tax. Right, yeah, yeah. So I've been going for that status because that will change the world for us because your and my money is not going to be enough to make a difference. But BHP or Rio Tinto or Telstra's yeah, money, that absolutely. will be enough to make a difference. So as soon as I have that status, we'll, we'll, be, we'll yep. be gold. We'll be gold. So what, what's that? When you speak about that can make a difference, yeah. like the, the substantial amount from so those they, sort of companies, how would, what is that difference? So that difference would be financial funding so that we can get the appropriate equipment. Yep. As you know, I've been yeah, running yeah. around a 30-year-old troopy with 50 horsepower loaded to the max, just <laughs> yeah. absolutely you're pushing talk, it. You're talking about trucks and all that. Trucks, yeah. yeah right. big, Drive trucks, they can yeah. actually get in there. And yeah, big boats, cranes with them. You know, cause yeah. A lot of the stuff I work out of three small tinnies and, and two trailers. I'll yeah. go past a rainwater tank in the middle of the river. There's no way I can pull that out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, it's a massive hazard. Imagine hitting that on a bloody wakeboard yeah, at yeah. freaking 80 k's an hour. Like, you're yeah. going to kill someone. So, yeah. so, you know, that's why we're out there. But I just can't get that mm. scale up of rubbish. Yeah. And so at the moment, I'm sitting on about 16 million pieces and about 73,000 kilos. But I could get that. That's over five years. Yeah. I could yeah. get that in a, you know, couple of months with yeah. the right equipment. So yeah, right I'd, I'd rather, yeah, stop having these little, you know, dribs and drabs and just do it to the full. Mm. My long-term vision for where I want the charity to go yeah is to have, say, three set-up vehicles, such as trucks. Uh, one would be fully air-conditioned seats on the back, suspension seats, so that we're using our drivers. We're not, you know, taking tag-along tours and taking people to places they don't want to take their vehicles and wreck them. Mm. So we'd have all our vehicles, we'd have three trucks, one set up with air-conditioned seats, one with our full medical pod and, like, your whole, you know, if there's any issues, you can get it out of there, 2,000 litres of water, and then the third one were all the rubbish. 
And what I want to do is go out to school groups. So I go up in Arnhem yep. Land, get the kids learning on country, because I'll learn more from them than they will from me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you start these relationships with the next generation of people that are looking after that country. So yeah. you're ingraining it into the next generation. Yep. And so that's sort of where I want to bring it and how I want to do it. I also would suggest, and you, you probably already thought of this as well, is, is into this whole dream and vision that you have, is to also have like sort of an advertising thing because that's going to spread the message yes. to, to everyone. So even though they see it, it might not benefit them seeing it, but it's going to put in their mind that, yep. hey, we don't throw shit around. Yep. We should pick this shit up and, and then just clean it up, like yep. clean up after people and, and things. Unfortunately, we have to do that. Um, yeah, I'll tell you one thing. Camping with this fella, you're staying around, you're having a conversation. All of a sudden, his eye just goes like this, like this, <laughs> like that. And then he can't help it. He's got to bend down. He picks it up, and there's like a bottle cap there. It is. You just see stuff. Got an eye for it now. Yeah. yeah. I, I was very actually lucky with this injury that I didn't lose my eye because I wouldn't have been able to do this. So. Yeah. <laughs> the eye patch man. Hey, uh, I'll take you back a little bit, guys. Yeah. Right. The um the the horrific injury at work or a couple of them. Um, how are, how's your body now? Because I had there's some serious yeah. body. That's some serious hits. It's, oh, we're going um, back a bit here, but yeah, the the face is alright. I have I've. I've just been diagnosed with PTSD for it, which right. I, I thought I was a freak, man. I'm at the pub with you guys, and a piece of cutlery comes up next to me because the chisel went through. Yeah, right. And I'll get this, like, shimmering thing, and all of a sudden I start, just this flood of emotions come up. Oh, right. Shit. And I it's know. like, what's wrong with me, man? Like, why am I crying? Like, I'm hanging out with mates. Anyway, so right. that has been challenging to work through. Yeah. Now that it's diagnosed, it's a lot easier because I know what you it know is. You know what's happening, right? Yeah, yeah, but it was yeah. just, like, awful, man. Um so that was, yeah, for this injury. And my back, I just went and got some CTs on it last week. And, um, yeah, I've got to go have an operation on it. So okay. uh, I think, I don't know which what I'll get. I won't go too much into that. But, yeah, I yeah. want to get myself fixed and then get back out there and have my life back. Yeah. You know, be able to yeah. ride bikes again and jump off yeah. things. And, you know, oh, thanks for sharing, mate. That's funny. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's a big thing to share, yeah. 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 Well, you know, and I think it's not talked about enough. No, oh, no. Man, no we, you know, I work with a lot of vet- ex-veterans and that kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah. And they're very quiet about their issues. Yeah. And I'm like, mate, it's just, you know, it's okay not to be, like, yeah. not yeah. okay. It's Absolutely. okay to not be okay. It's, it's, okay, yeah. not, it's okay to reveal that you're not okay. So. Yeah, that, yeah. That. yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So that maybe someone will tell you, hey, maybe you should go see someone about it. And Yeah. Because now that you know, you, you, you're not like, what's wrong with me? Yeah, yeah. 100%, yeah. You, you know, right? I felt like a freak. I felt like yeah. a freak. And with my back injury... I hadn't had scans on it in six years, and um, I felt like I was whinging. I was like, man, I'm always whinging about my back. Like, you know, it's, it's probably not even I feel that like bad. you might have had a fair excuse. But like, <laughs> yeah, and then I got these scans, and it, it was a big weight off my mind. I was like, yeah. right, well, that's, I'm not whinging. This is pretty, pretty bad. Yeah. And, um, yeah. yeah, it was a big weight off my mind, which, yeah, right. as you might be able to tell at this show, I'm a bit more relaxed than usual. Yeah. Well, you have seemed very relaxed, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just like, well, there's yeah. nothing, you know, I'm not pushing myself to do stuff. I'm, no, yeah, no. That I'm, and you have pushed yourself way too much at previous shows you know yeah. in, in certain ways you know and yeah it's, it's good it's good to see mate it's yeah. really good to see um hopefully there's someone who's listening and watching this podcast who knows someone who knows someone in the mining sector who can just bloody recommend this outback cleanups oh like, yeah to your it's, boss <laughs> it's a huge thing guys oh, yeah. like just someone's got to know someone yeah to get something going yeah, yeah. Like, no, it's, I, a, it's I, I a great cause i've heard your vision so many times and, and 
I can see it. I reckon it'll be incredible. Oh, yeah. It's all that bloody red tape, you know? Yeah, thanks, yeah. man. And, you know, like, I'm not doing it to get rich or famous. I'm just doing it because I genuinely care. Yeah, well, you would be yeah. doing this I, if you wanted to get rich. Yeah, yeah. You <laughs> don't, don't make much money picking up rubbish, I can no, tell you. I don't know many five-year-olds <laughs> that are too rubbish conscious, conscious on the beach either. So yeah. it's obviously been instilled for you for a long time. Yeah. I, I don't want to go as well. We're obviously the four-wheel drive podcast. Uh, so it'd be remiss of me not to touch on a few things. And Ronnie said that you've been through some epic uh, oh, recoveries, yeah. uh, bush tracks. Oh, you would have seen it all, I'm sure. But uh, what did you start out in, mate? Like, what was your... Uh, with, without that clean what did you start out with? Oh, the, I've had the Troopy. Troopy's um, been you. Yeah, yeah, all the time. So I've had a few... I think I've had about 27 cars in my life. Um, <laughs> Ten of them would be four drives. Uh, but, yeah, Troopy was the founding vehicle yep. for it. Um, uh, it's on the logo. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> It's very much uh, the grassroots of it, so... Yep. And that Troopy is a 1993 uh, HZJ75. Yep. It's called Boomy because its input shaft snapped and went boom when I bought it. <laughs> and, uh, so only H55 gearbox I've ever seen to snap an input shaft. Uh, but yeah, it did that. We tied it all the way up to... We did Splendor in the Grass in 2016 and oh, yeah. um, post-back injury. And then, yeah, drove home, got home, and the next day the input shaft snapped. So she got me home. Yeah, right. She got me home, and then she's like, I'm out of it. I'm yeah, out of it. yeah, yeah. So, enough. Can, can you tell us about when uh, you were going on, on your way to the Perth show and you were on a 90 mile straight, and was it your, was it the wheel bearing that gave way? Oh, yeah, which time? Which one? <laughs> yeah, or the, the, the front one. Yeah, on that, yeah. The front that left. Was, that was Perth last year, I think. Yeah, so we're flanging around, and we we're in, no, a year before, we we're in a convoy. We've got Rafa from Destination 4 Drive. Uh, we've got Sam from Adventure Media. We had Matt and Holly from Overland Travellers, yeah. Ryan Formo. We're in a big convoy. Anyway, I'm the slowest because I've got, you know, three-metre <laughs> vehicle that's 12 metres long with 50 horsepower. <laughs> anyway, so the sun's going down, and I had this wheel bearing. We are actually, I, I reckon it was going to let go up in Broome, and I was like, I'll do it when I get to Adelaide. So I drove from Broome, <laughs> Broome to Adelaide. <laughs> then I was like, oh, well, mate, that far, I'll do it when I get to Perth. So, <laughs> so I um, went to do it there, and anyway, about halfway along the 90-mile straight, I started, like, losing power, and the car was pulling right a bit. And Anyway, I'm like, oh, I can smell something. So I pulled over with my partner at the time, and... Oof, just caught fire. <laughs> oh, we were in caught fire. So I'm like, well, I'm not touching that for a few hours. So we pitched the tent right on the side of the bloody 90 mile straight there, and everyone else kept driving, bastards. Oh, just really? Yeah, we'll see you, Balladonia, mate. Bye. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so I slept over. We got up at 4:30 in the morning. Yeah, pulled that off. Chucked a new terrain tame one in there, and raced over to the show of the Perth show. So. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. What is your camp set up when you when you're pulling up? Oh, it varies. So yep. we're pretty flexible with campaigns. Um, I've got three vehicles, three cars and three boats. Um, so depending on, and four trailers. So depending on which campaign I want to do, I'll take a different setup. Uh, the stereotypical would be the Troopy setup. Uh, you know, that's got lithium in it. That's got upright fridge. It's got yep. destination awning. Sort of your typical Troopy setup. Yep. That's pretty convenient. If I'm in the boat, it's like go block, Engel fridge or a Bushman fridge and a swag. And yep. I'll just data log and do that as I go. Uh, but yeah, all the trailer, all that big trailer we built, rooftop, yeah, right fully yeah. set up. It's got data logging facility in it. It's got a diesel Bowser in it. It's got two diesel tanks, two water tanks. It's the most hectic. Still, still trailer. going good, the uh, trailer? Yeah, yeah. I, yep. I can't tell, man. I've only got 50 horsepower. I need a V8. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah, that's sort of the variation of the setups. You know, I, um, I also like my lightweight stuff as well. Like, I quite often I just take the rooftop tinny and I'll go up the Curral, you know, for a week. Yeah. And I'll have an esky with some very soggy meat. A few, you know, very warm <laughs> beers and, and just a swag, and that's me. And I'm yeah, very right. comfortable in that. Yeah. Um, there is a couple of cool places in the Coorong where you can source fresh water, so you can just take your life straw and you can spit it into your bottle and get enough for yeah, there. Yeah, right. <laughs> I do really like that, but I never film any of that stuff. I'm yeah, not, okay. I'm not a camping 
thing. Yeah. You know, and when yeah. I go bush by myself, I like to disconnect. Yeah. Just focus on what I want to do. Yeah. So can you disconnect and just and just go camping, or will you? No, I have to go rubbish. Have to I have to go rubbish. Yeah, yeah, I can't. If I'm there, I have to do it. Almost. Which I, I think a lot of people should take a leaf out of. Like, if you go <laughs> camping, just pick up some rubbish. There's always some. Oh, hundred percent. And that way you can maintain that campsite and potentially yeah. go there again. Yeah. And it won't be closed. Yeah. Because that's a as we all know in this industry, that is a huge problem at the moment. Yeah. Is you know the what, the, the two wheel drive club, you know, rooster tailing and just wrecking wrecking joints and shutting tracks. It's it's not good. What's the um what's the most picked up type of rubbish? Oh, um so cigarette butts is the most littered item on the planet. We litter about seventeen billion a day. A day. A day. Uh, one cigarette butt can pollute up to about fifty liters of drinking water. So if that's thrown in the ocean or a pond or goes, you know, you throw it out the window, it gets washed into stormwater and goes into a creek. You think about how many liters of water we're polluting just from that. Uh, so yeah, cigarette butts definitely the most found item, followed very closely by bottle caps. Yeah, uh, and then your little things, you know, your chubba chub stems, your straws, your, oh, yeah, yeah. you know, all the little bits. On the beaches, it's always microplastics and bits of rope and that sort of thing. But yeah, definitely cigarette butts are yeah. stand out. Cigarette butts, bottle caps. Can't believe that. It's mayhem. It is crazy. Um, so my, my old man, he he smokes cigarettes, but yeah. he he carries this little container. Yeah. So he puts it out, puts it in in the container. Yeah. Um, well, I know a lot of guys like out on the stations. You know, Clamo was around here and ringers and yeah. stuff. They just keep those Eclipse tins in their pocket. Yeah, you know, oh, yeah. out in you know million acre stations, they don't litter. Yeah, like, no, we look after our country, man. So yeah, yeah and they just have a little eclipse tin, put the cigarette butt there, clip it away. Yeah, and get home, tip yeah. it out. It's not hard. It's not yeah, hard. yeah, little tip for the smokers. Always, it, always, it feels like uh, the CBD. You know, when you see cigarette butts in the bush. You know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, it feels like you're in the CBD when you see cigarette butts on the ground. Yeah, it does. Yeah, yeah. You don't feel far away. You spend all this money and all this time to have this dream trip, and you don't want to go out there and see it trashed. Yeah, no, nah, no. Nah. You know, a big reason why we do what we do because. Yeah. A lot of the hazards, you know, rusty wire, broken glass. If you've worked, you know, for 40 years, you finally bought your big off-road caravan, you've finally taken the kids out of school for a year, you get up to, say, Honeymoon Bay, for example, right mm-hmm. up past bloody Columbaroo and the Kimberleys. Yeah. Kid jumps out the caravan, steps on a nail. Man, you're in for a big, horrible drive yeah. all the way to the hospital Ooh, or yeah, an expensive right. airlift out of there. Yeah. So, you know, because you don't want tetanus up there and, you know, tropical nah. infections and yeah. everything. So what we try and do is remove all those hazards, anything that's not naturally meant to be there. Yeah. So that when people go on their dream trip, it's it's a nice place to rock up to. Yeah. So how, how, are you, um, how do you create the awareness? So like, or, or another way of putting it, how do we reach what you do? How do we help out? How do we see what, what you're up to? Oh, uh, social medias, uh, Outback yep. Cleanups on Instagram, Outback Cleanup Australia, Facebook, YouTube, uh, yep. Patreon, if someone wants to jump on Patreon, it's only three bucks a month. Yep. Uh, you can message us directly. There's um, a whole heap of other videos and like, YouTube links that you're you don't the only, get access to. You're the yep. only Patreon I still support. Yep. 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 Well, the only one. The only one, because I've, I've shut mine down. <laughs> but I was like, and then I shut all the others down. I was like, I can't shut this one down. <laughs> oh, so cool. I'll stay on both. Oh, thanks, mate. I appreciate that. <laughs> Um, so, yeah, Patreon, YouTube, and, yeah, the website, OutbackCleanupsAustralia.com. Yep. And, um, yeah, yep. or if you see the car getting around, trippy with a giant orange dot on the side, give us a wave. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what, what, what's, uh, obviously, at the Adelaide uh, four-drive adventure show, what, what's your setup down here? So, like, people so, come and pass your, yeah, your so setup. Yeah, so I brought a bit of a unique vehicle down this year. I thought I'd bring down a little vehicle I have called cool. Custard Thunder. <laughs> which is a uh, 1980 Suzuki LJ U. You say Custard Thunder? Custard Thunder, yeah. So <laughs> it's the second one I've had. I, n- I name all my cars after I've had them a bit. They'll, you know, boom me, obviously. She exploded. Um, and, yeah, they sort of, a name comes to me, you know? Yeah, yeah. You just sort of drive it, you get it to appears. know it a bit, and it'll yeah. pop up. Yeah, so the last LJ I had was called Huckleberry because it was this little tiny white thing, and it felt like Huckleberry's Adventures. <laughs> I haven't heard about that one. <laughs> Huckleberry. Yeah, yeah, Huckleberry. She was a cool little thing. Anyway, that ended up in a col- with a collector in Sydney. Um, I was travelling on the West Coast. Someone found out I had the car, 
they made me an offer for it. Yeah. I needed money to invest into the charity at the time. And I was like, yeah, cool, I'll sell it. And I put, put the money into the charity and I regretted it. From, I didn't regret putting the money in the charity. I regretted selling the car from the, day, the next day. I was yeah, like, what, what right. done? Yeah. So three years of looking to find a good LJ because they're only like one mil thick and they all rust out. Uh, <laughs> so I found one uh, from up in Macclesfield, up in the Adelaide Hills, original lady owner on a dairy. And um, yeah, picked it up and it had these side pipes on it. Like two motorbike exhausts, and it was shooting flames out the side. <laughs> I was like, no oh way. My God. So we drove it home, and it was, um, no, sorry, I drove it up on a trailer and towed it home. Anyway, my mates are sitting around, and we regoed it, and we took it for a fang around the block, and it was all faded. It was really, you, know, you put your hand on it, and it was just like, my mate's like, dude, I'm covered in custard, man. <laughs> <laughs> like, your car's just covered in custard. And I was like, well, it looks like custard, and it sounds like thunder. So they call the name Custard Thunder. <laughs> so, How good is that? Yeah. Um, so that's, that's the tidy up with that. So we've, um, oh, we decided about two weeks ago we're going to bring it down. So yep. we're very um, lucky to work with some awesome companies that support the charity and what yep. we do. So I sent the um, sent the call out saying, guys, I'm going to bring down Custard Thunder. You want to throw some accessories on it? So yep. I think we've thrown about 20 grand worth of accessories on a $5,000 car. Yeah, right. And she's set up out the front there. But yeah, <laughs> 750 kilos, 800 cc. It's like three of us, we could pick up the back tray and move the rear wheels on it. Like it's just, it's <laughs> so fun, man. And you laugh. Everyone comes in. Everyone's got a story with it. All the kids hop in it. Yeah, it's right just a bit of fun. But um, yeah, I'm thinking about driving it to Perth. Actually, not next year. Year after. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. So three weeks. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah, it's only 800 cc. And just thundering across the, the Nullarbor. I don't think I do the Nullarbor. I've done the the Nullarbor ten times. Oh, now. you're going to do the um, I'd, I'd like Amberdell do, maybe. Maybe Amberdell mm-hmm. or Transcontinental with a permit. Um, ah, that's done the transcontinental yeah. uh, west to east, but I'd like to do it east to west. Yeah, I heard that's really difficult to get, but let uh, me know how you get it. Well, because I've got the charity, oh. I can do it for environmental conservation, mate. And we can data log. Okay, it, so uh, you no. might be able to film it. Actually, <laughs> yeah, dat- well, let us know when. Data log. Yes, uh, that was something else that just triggered my memory. Yeah. yeah. Um, so you, whilst you're out there cleaning up, yeah, you're you are logging for the for everything the government everything we pick uh, up. You separate oh, all over the numbers yeah, yeah. go to. So I've got basically it all goes on a tarp. We've yep. got our Ocasax, which are our signature product that we sort of help fund ourselves with. Okay, oh, shameless plug there. That's nah, fine. Anyway, all made in Mundaring, WA. Shade sale offcuts. Oh, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, so we take the Ocasax, we weigh them, then we pour them out. Basically, data log into. Well, you see one of our sheets. I should have bought one. It's categorised for all your stereotypical stuff. Right. Uh, scrap metal goes to scrap metal. Green waste goes to green waste. General yep. waste recycling. Uh, and then that goes. Uh, so I get all my sheets, and then at the end of the year, I put that onto the Tangaroa Blue uh, National Database. Okay. And so government can access that. General public can access that, yep. and they can see what the rubbish is, where we're picking it up, how much. And, um, and it keeps a really good log, too, for sponsors because we're like, oh, we've used your product to remove 10 tonne worth of rubbish this year. And they're like, oh, yeah, cool, great. You know, makes them feel like they're worthwhile cause yep. rather than just how much rubbish you pick up. Oh, big pile. Yeah, so, you know what I mean? Big pile. <laughs> big pile. <laughs> so, yeah, the data log, that's sort of the way of going through it. Um, I reckon I'd like to get more refined into it, like, you know, actually send off samples of the sand and stuff to uni so that they could see the microplastics and stuff in it. Oh, yeah. And right. We could find what chemicals are in the soil and what chemicals are being attached yeah, to plastics. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, like take it another step further yep. and really get into every fine grain of it. Yeah. But yeah, the moment we just sort everything out, goes categorise different bins and then we take it to, to the correct waste facilities. So. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. Have you got a heat map of... A what? Have you got like a heat map of where you've been? on? on oh, yeah. Like I've got a big map over at the... Um, are you got coming over York? Are you coming over York, you'll see my big Aussie map. 
Um, with yeah, everywhere we've travelled, all the campaigns, right. future yeah. campaigns, yeah. Mount of Kays. Yeah, the big laminated map, yeah, right? Big laminated, yeah, yeah, yeah. All yeah. texture on it. Wouldn't mind and, seeing um, that. Oh, yeah, you got to <laughs> check it out. Yeah. yeah, I noticed actually there's mega ones for sale over there too. So, oh, right, eh? If you need one. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, you, you see mine. Yeah. They're, they're kind of different hotspots, that's yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and so, a big thing too with the data as well, going back to that, is uh, like, it, I'll go back to the same space, you know, two or three times in a year, or sometimes I'll go back. I don't know, five years later. Yeah. But I can go to my data sheet and go, okay, cool. The last time we found the rubbish here, you know, for instance, Twilight Cove, you know, oh, keep finding clay pigeons down there or we keep finding, you know, a... Um, I saw the guy who was shooting those too. <laughs> yeah. Cheeky, but I got orange ones. Because they're, they're sharp, like they're clay. Yeah. You step on one, man, that's going through your foot. Yeah. It's yeah. like glass almost. Yeah. It's yeah. so hard. They need a lot of rain before they deteriorate. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they, yeah. They do, but yeah, they're... You know, there are hazard for a, a wall there. Yeah. Um, but going back, sorry, I'm getting sidetracked. Um, <laughs> that data means we can basically go back. And if we keep finding a Coke product, for instance, you know, five years in a row, we go, guys, your, your product's continually washing up. Here's the data. Here's the photos. Here's how many times we picked it up. What are you guys going to do about it? You've got a corporate responsibility to show. Mm. And we've now got a problem. You know, what can you do about it? Yep. So that's sort of where I want to bring it. We've only been doing this five years, so... It's not sort of enough to have the whole country's data, yeah. but I've got SA mapped really well and a lot of WA mapped really yeah, well as well. Cool. So, yeah. so a lot of this rubbish coming from the ocean, right? That's on the, on the beaches. A lot of it's from the ocean, yeah? Yeah, yeah, some of it. Um, depends. It varies on, obviously, beaches with tidal currents, more um, sort of camping and that kind of stuff. Like Honeymoon Bay, going back to that place, uh, we thought that we were going to get a lot of washed-in rubbish up there. Everyone was like, oh, it's all washed in from East Timor and Rata Rata. We data logged it. We had 98% Australian rubbish, 2% washed in. Oh, right. 2%, yeah. It was all in Can't deny like, that. Yeah, exactly. And we, you know, we told the locals up there and they didn't want to hear about it. Yeah. Like, they didn't want to hear about it. And I was like, well, there's the data. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and, right. You know, I'm not trying to shame anyone. I'm not trying no, to no. run under the bus. But I call it brick a brick, man. The yeah, truth yeah. is the truth. And <laughs> it's not always, you know, easy sometimes. to hear, but yep. it's yeah. got to be said. So. Yep. yep. Uh, that's awesome. Yeah. Hey, um, I reckon... Uh, We've got the tough dog uh, boys about to start soon, so we've got a little segment called uh, Around the Fire Pit Bow. Yeah, man. Um, it's brought to us by Maxis now, which is awesome. They're on board, um, so Maxis Tires are on board with it. Um, they've got the, uh, I suppose the uh, the sponsorship set up. I don't even yep. know what it is, but the yeah, they're, they're giving us traction. Tires, I'm bumping it, so uh, we're keep rolling up. But um, good traction. We we usually just get it sent in from the crowd, mate, and I'm I'm hoping that uh, Jaden has got a got a few for us, so. Swing them around. We, we usually there we go. We yep. like, pretend that there's a fire here. They get the crackle going on the. Oh, light one. Jaden does that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we can, can hear the fire. You can hear it. You can, can hear it. See, uh, see Harry down there. So uh, this is a mate of mine actually. He's jumped on board quickly, which is good. Um, drives an old troopy himself, mate. So he, uh, he's going to be a fan for sure. <laughs> be a long question then. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> best transformation of a location before and after cleanup. Oh, um. That's a very good question. Best transformation. I reckon, actually, Buffalo Beach. We did a massive cleanup. Taylor Dorg, mate of ours, hosted a big um, cleanup for Door 4x4 in association with Outback Cleanups, like I mentioned the insurance. Yep, so I can't tell Where's people Buffalo to come. Beach? Buffalo Beach is down... Where is Buffalo Beach? Uh, like two hours south of Perth? I think two oh, or three really? hours south of Perth. Oh, right. Um, and we got, we must have got 100 cars down there, hey. Oh, we really? had a ton of rubbish, and it was so good, because I was cleaning up the week before by myself. Yeah. Um, and, you know, there was all this, and then, yeah, 100, 100 cars, 100 people, and the pile of rubbish we had 
and you'd go down that beach after it was immaculate. So I reckon that, in a yep. little answer. Yeah, Buffalo right. Beach was the biggest turnaround, yeah. Yeah, well, that's uh, thanks to the Big Turkey. That's my mate's nickname. Um, Big Turkey. Big, Big Turkey. Turkey, yeah. Um, that's thanks a, to him. That's, I, a, yeah, that's a common name on the two-way. Am I reading that next one? <laughs> Who? Sorry, Bo. This is another mate. So they've jumped Far away, mate. Yeah. Far away. This bloke works at Dometic. He should be here, actually, but he's not. He's slacking off. Uh, who is your favourite? Doug or Ronnie, and why is it Dougo? That's... That's just, you don't have to answer Who? that. Doug or Ronnie? No, I'm Duggo. Oh, right. Yeah. I was like, well, I don't know the other one. I've got to go Ronnie. <laughs> that's, that's, thank you, Daniel. That's that's not getting an answer. It's like picking um, his favourite child. Yeah. Which you've been made to do a couple of times. So you not pick your favourite child, oh, pick uh, yeah. your favourite car. Between the 79 and the trophy, I mean, come on. Um, oh, it's a trophy, man. Yeah, that's what he said. That's what he said. That's what he said. That's what he said. That's what shamelessly just laid with the trophy yesterday and then you back out every time I pull you up on it. It's, just like, mate, it's all good. 79 can't hear it. We're interviewing Bo here, right? How <laughs> you guys do you? Yeah. Um, um, do, we, need to, we, need, we need to do a slogan for you. We need to do some kind of catchy slogan that everyone can bin, use. Dragon Bin What was that? Dragon Bin Sinking Tins. Dragon Bin Non-alcoholic. I like my, yeah. um, I like my seven bin, ups. Yeah, well, like I do seven. like that one, but I think you need another one. Yeah, well, that's that. That's a good one for the pub, right? <laughs> but we need we need that. We're gonna we need to come up with one. We're, we could have some. We'll write in. Maybe well. someone at home will yeah. have something and that send them in. Point actually, we, we've asked for that before on the show for uh, for different things. We need one for Maxis as well. Um, and, yeah. and we're working on one for Bo now too. Done but, deal. Um, yeah. I don't mind your one, to be honest. That, that could be a win, I'll give you 10% of all profits <laughs> as a non-profit organisation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a good deal, take it. Um, all right, this one <laughs> from Recon Adventures. Is the FJ a Land Cruiser from both of you? No. 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 Just no. Are you saying no? Drop it? the mic. Am I saying no? Yeah, yeah. Um, I've been in the back of that I, FJ. I, I, I'm not actually sure it's an FJ. That <laughs> 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 is so modified. That I'm car. a fan. I actually am a fan of the FJ, but I don't want to. I don't want to step on any Land Cruiser drivers' toes and uh, and label it. But I like FJ. So. Oh, me too. I, I like it. Yeah. Uh, um, I've got one. What is what is one place you haven't been to that you really want to get to for a clean up? Cape York. Cape York? York. Cape York. The eastern currents there, just bringing in rubbish, is just phenomenal. Cape York and Arnhem Land. Yeah, okay. I must say. Yeah. Uh, the reason I haven't gone there is you need a truck. There's just so much rubbish. Yeah. There's no point going. Well, there is point to raise awareness and whatnot, mm. but it'd be a drop in the ocean taking my cruiser and my trailer up there. Yeah. I'd be flat out all day. Um, and just the titles, like they're doing monthly cleanups up there. They got a Truby Ar- Arcana and stuff up in Arnhem Land, and they're oh. doing cleanups up there. and it's every week, man. It's just the, the amount of title rubbish coming in is just yeah. phenomenal. So I'd like to team up with, you know, some big, uh, the uh, uh, Back to Basics or something. We've oh, yeah, they're team, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. spoken a bit online about, you know, teeing up a boat and doing some islands yeah, out there yeah. or something along yeah. the lines. And, you know, they'd have contacts. I'm not from North Queensland. Yeah, so sure. Having yeah. a local yeah. up there to have all that local knowledge and where to get and where to carry some rubbish. Yeah. And get you a long way, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Maybe, know, what you know, maybe someone who knows the so. council so you don't get charged to dump the bloody yeah. rubbish as yeah. well. Yeah. That, that's something I just don't understand, you know. Well, actually, Queensland um, government has reached out and said, you are so welcome to come to Queensland. We'll give you free dumping. 
Okay. Which is the only state right. and territory to ever do that. Wow. Which is fantastic. Good on so, then. We should probably get up yeah. there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, mate, um, we'll leave you to it. Thanks so much for, for coming on. Uh, Thank taking you. some time out of your yeah, day. We bro. encourage everyone um, listening and viewing to yeah to, to jump over to your, your channels and check it out, get on board and, and just clean up after yourself. Yeah. Um, yeah, if you say it, pick it up. Even if it's not your rubbish, it's your country. So, yeah, our country. Yep. Let's, let's look after Finding resources, minerals, get on and back this up. Yeah. 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 It's, it's an awesome cause, really selfless. Um, Mate, that's it. That's all we need from you. Thank you uh, so thanks much. Thanks to Maxis for Around the Fire Pit. Um, we've got the shelters here who, who sponsor the podcast. We're driven by a shelter um, at the 4 Drive Podcast. So we'll get a contact. It's up the river, man. We've heard it see us out again. You know where to find us. 4 Drive Podcast on Instagram and all our episodes over at Backchat's YouTube. Catch you Cheers, later. Cheers, guys. All right. Cheers, bye.